Fusion Radio. Hi guys, welcome back to another week. Thank I'm you sorry. For, uh, I'm huh? sorry. When I say hello to everyone, I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused then. I thought you were, um, I'd said something wrong then. Yeah, well, the rest of what I do it is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yes, but I don't ask people how they are when there's no one listening except you. But while you're here, how are you? How's your week been? Do you know, my week's been good. So my partner and I actually, um, we made some cinnamon buns together yesterday. It was <laughs> you don't have a partner. <laughs> the Singles Club. Um, Currently number two members thinking of starting a new podcast. <laughs> Singles Club. What do you think, actually? What? Do you know, I think we could give people advice on why they're single. <laughs> no, what we can do as classic single people is give loads of relationship advice as if we know what it's like. <laughs> no, but I'm sorry, but there's people in relationships who are dishing out advice. Like, I wasn't sending nudes to your boyfriend yesterday. Please relax yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but anyway, um, so your week, apart from making cinnamon buns with your fake or made up <laughs> partner, what else were you doing? I, I I did some running, I did some yoga, I I did some stretching, I text my ex, but we're not gonna focus on that. <laughs> it was just generally quite a quite a refreshing week. How was your week? Yeah, my week's been alright, thank you. I feel like the weeks just sort of go into one at the moment with lockdown. I'm just ready to get a pint in a pub with my friends. Um, so yeah, can't really complain. It's been okay. Well, I actually haven't touched a drop of alcohol in over a hundred days, but enough about me. Let's tell our listeners about the topics for this week. Yep, we have a good episode for you guys today. We're first going to speak about, uh, can you or do you still appreciate your favourite artists if they have done something negative in their personal lives? And we will discuss that in further in further detail later. Then we're going to do our cool little segment. And today it's would you rather questions that we have mm-hmm. carefully curated for each other. Our, our middle topic will be talking about the use of the P word. So as a, a woman of Asian descent and who's obviously brown, I've got a few things to say on that word and sort of hopefully educate people about. Um, but also would like to get your black flair on it. Loretta and then finally we're going to speak about the model minority myth which again we'll, we'll talk about later so if you're ready to go I am I'm not ready why are you forcing me to do things I'm not ready to do I'm <laughs> kidding I'm ready <laughs> let's do it los señoras that's not right god Duolingo doing me wrong. Los señores y las señoritas. Ladies and, well, I said gentlemen and ladies. However, I don't even know why I said however. We're going to be doing the Shakira, the hips don't lie specifically, into our first topic, which is going to be about do the questionable things that your favourite artists, and this is ranging from musicians to authors, affect whether or not you continue to provide them with their support. So, if you you've not heard i'm gonna tell you now jk rowling is that how you say her name or is it rolling um i think it's rowling jk rowling (laughs) 
has said something. Oh, wait, JK Rowling. JK Rowling. No, it's Rowling. It's Rowling. Sorry. But then again, you said turtoys. It's the toys. What's wrong with you? Anyway, JK, JK. they see me rolling. Sis has got some hate, you know, and essentially she has questioned the the significance of sex. And from from my interpretation, Chrissy, it seems that she said, look, you can be whatever gender you want to be, but you cannot switch your sex. How do you feel about that, Chrissy? So I saw the tweet that JK put out and I know that in the past she said a few sus things about trans rights or just trans people in general and essentially this tweet she'd put out saying that if you you were basically it was implied that you were only a woman if you menstruated which I don't agree with you know there are so many cases where you don't menstruate including people that do transition so I I get where it's coming from and I think it's also the fact that she said a few sus things before so I, I feel like I'm not in a real position to say too much on it just because you know it doesn't affect me as much as maybe like a racist comment right because obviously for me I'm not I don't have thoughts of wanting to transition etc however that doesn't mean it's not real and that doesn't mean that that type of prejudice isn't there and isn't felt by a lot of people so I'm not trying to minimize that at all but I guess the question more is like would you I mean I've never been a big Harry Potter fan (gasps) don't tell anyone oh my god I've never read them why would you read books when there's a film out (laughs) that's been my since I was in like year 10 or whatever they came out I'm like look if there's a film out I'm not reading the books um but anyway I've digressed but yeah if I was a huge Harry Potter fan would you carry on reading it reading her books or being a big fan this is the thing i think trans trans rights are human rights and i think when it comes to something like that if you're not going to say something that isn't positive and contributing positively to the movement please and sincerely and with the utmost disrespect shut the fuck up you don't have to say anything and she's she's on these streets acting as if perhaps she's printed a doctorate from wikipedia that we can't see but she's giving her opinion on a biological sociological ecological what's another logical can't think of one of all of these issues and i'm like sis you write kids books they're lit we're not we're not fighting with you about your books are very good, JK. What's her first name? Is that what it is, JK? Um, Jacqueline Wilson. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I just watched the films, man. And don't get me wrong, her, her books are incredible. You know, it's it's yielded into fantastic movies. I love Daniel Radcliffe and the Ginger Dude. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, sub note: Do you know he's married to, or he's got a kid with? Um, Georgia from Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Wait, which one? The Ginge or Daniel? Yeah, Rupert Grint is married and has a kid with Georgia from Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Isn't that mad? <laughs> it's like my childhood dream crossover has come true. Yeah! <laughs> um, sorry, though, you were saying. So, like, I think she's very talented, but however, she's giving her opinion on something and... It's not particularly supportive. It's not particularly useful. 
And to be frank, I think a lot of people would just really like it. She said nothing. Will I now never read another book of hers? That's a tricky question that I have posed to many people, even many co-workers at that big company that I work at where they pay me a lot of money, Dependa. R. Kelly. So essentially the answer to your question is, I honest to God, like, I don't know. And then I'm going to pose to you a question, like a, like a Tory, answer your question with a question. And R. Kelly. Hashtag Pretty Patel. Hashtag Pretty Patel. Do you listen to R. Kelly? And if you don't know, listeners, what R. Kelly has done, but bro, there's a Netflix thing you can watch. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I never listened to R. Kelly. Ever. So, but <laughs> what R. Kelly did is on a way bigger scale than JK, I think. Like, I think anyone can agree with that. Like, I, I haven't watched that documentary, Surviving R. Kelly, but from what I've heard, like, was it that he was like, he was, like was it raping women or... um Underage, no. having sex with underage women. No, Chrissy, it was mad. Like, but no, it was mad. Okay, so um, but it, it, I guess on a, on a converse, I'll say like Michael Jackson, for example. Okay, so like it's kind of come out now, although we kind of all knew it that he's he was a pedo. Um, it's come out now where it's a bit more official. Um, and I struggle to not listen to his music, and I know that's bad, and it's a hypocrisy in itself, and you know it kind of goes against everything I stand for. Um. But I, I love, I love all his songs. I love his albums. Um, I loved them. Well, not when they came out because I don't think I was born. But um, you know, they shaped a lot of my childhood. You know, my parents listened to him, etc. And so, um, I am being a bit of a hypocrite. But I think I could uh, separate the person from the their acts but then again that's wrong because if you think about that guy what was he the guy from lost profits um who did you remember that who is lost profits <laughs> uh, it's actually a really 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 bad story so he's they're like a band they were quite a good band when we were younger and it was like sort of when i was going through like my emo phase i had the nirvana top and like had the black eyeliner and the studded belt um but they it came out that he actually um i think he had sex with like a two-year-old baby <gasps> it was it's mental like it's fucked no. up and and when that happened you know lost profits are cancelled basically um so he's a pedo in itself so, oh it's so tough i just the thing is like I couldn't listen to a song by them um, and not think about that. But maybe it's because it was recent. It happened, you know, while I was a teenager. Whereas, like, you know, the MJ thing, obviously it happened so many years ago. But that doesn't mean it, that doesn't mean you should can't, like, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing. So I don't know, basically. I think JK, if I liked her books, I would probably still read them because she does, like you said, put out good stories and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? So, so I went through, I've got to mention, I went through an emo phrase as well. So I, I was very emotional and, you know, I was listening to Slipknot and that other one with the chick outside the building. And I've still, I've never heard of, what's it called? Lost Paradise? Pharaoh's Island? What did you say? Lost, lost Prophet. Yeah, never heard of them. But uh, sometimes I understand. So I don't know if you know the stance that Spotify takes. And essentially, I'm not even going to give you an opportunity to tell me if you know. Um, essentially, they 
put up your music regardless of what you've done. Like, they don't care. Okay, don't care is a very strong term. Please don't take us off your platform. But they kind of say, we like to separate it completely. Because the thing is, is that if you went through and started pulling artists because of things they've done, Chris Brown cancelled. R. Kelly cancelled. Other people cancelled. And it then starts to get to the point with what if an artist said one thing 10 years ago? Are we pulling them off as well? Do we now have to create a chart that kind of goes, once you go past this level, you're cancelled. But anything you do below that level, you can stay on our platform. I think it's, I think we all need to stop acting like we're God. We're not. And passing judgment over absolutely everything. Some things, yes, are completely fucked up. I completely agree. But I think we're all kind of sitting here with our cups of tea and our long eyelashes and our fake nails and we're passing judgment across, you know, the whole world. And if you can literally be so put off by what, you know, Jacqueline Wilson Rowling has done and you can still find a lot of comfort in her art, that does not make you, in my opinion, a bad person because she has unfortunately made a very uneducated point I want to believe she supports trans rights in the sense of she understands it from a a gender perspective. And yes, her points were useless, sorry, hun, and misguided. However, I don't think they have had an impact on the work she's produced. And in the same way of the R. Kelly one is, 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 is very tricky. And, but again, I'm in no position to pass judgment on you if you think, what he did was gross, but Ignition Remix is a banger. That's between you and your God. And if you don't believe in God, whatever you believe in. Yeah, you, you did put it right. I agree with you to an extent, but I just think we're hypocrites. Because if you knew a friend and he had beaten up a woman like, like Chris Brown did to Rihanna, you wouldn't be friends with him, right? Nope. But I guess it's so tough. I just don't know because... For a long time, I didn't listen to Chris Brown after that. I mm. just, he was cancelled in my mind. Um, and it's only when she forgave him that I was like, okay, well, I can forgive you, Chris. Um, <laughs> as if he cares. Um, but, but then you think like, like MJ, like pedophilia, things like, like that's, and R. Kelly, like that's fucked up. Mm. How can we, oh, I just don't know, but like, yeah, I guess there's, no, I basically my stance is I don't know and I'm a hypocrite and my stance is as as a black vegetarian I like to and the people in my life who I judge about eating meat do not bring anything up but I like to take the stance of I like to make decisions for myself about certain things you know if you're a homophobe you better get ready to square the fuck up but on certain things I make decisions for myself I choose not to eat meat. If you want to eat meat, I, bruv, I don't give a fuck. And I, I wish there was a better way for me to put that that was softer on the listeners' ears. But honestly, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't care. And in the sense of R. Kelly, very tricky. I, I don't actually think I can even touch that. But J.K. Rowling, softer topic. If you still want to read her books, bruv. You do you. Who am I to pass judgment on you? I, I, I like Woody Allen, and he is 
he's not all right. We all know. Is that. he the one that married his um his step his adopted daughter? Yeah, he did. But do you know what, Chrissy? Yeah. His movies are lit. Yeah, but that that again was kind of weird. Like he brought her up as from a kid, and then and got with her. It was primary. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's honestly, it's so weird. But Hollywood is weird. Have you also heard that Mark Wahlberg, who I thought was a legend, beat up like chased this black guy shouting the N word and beat him up when he was in like in the eighties. He also beat the shit. Yeah, he also beat the shit out of this Vietnamese guy and made him blind permanently. What? And I'm like, I'm, what? I love Mark Wahlberg. Why is he still making what? movies and not in prison? Exactly. That's what they've. That's what's all over um, Insta and Twitter at the moment. Is it's a really tricky one, basically. And we're not trying to minimise anyone's feelings on this. We're really not trying to be insensitive as well with it. I think it's like it's so difficult to give a right or wrong, and it really depends. Like you said, it's it's you and your God. Yeah, that's really all I can say on it. So after that very dark first segment, we thought we'll keep it a little bit light-hearted and throw in another little segment that we do every week, which is this week going to be on Would You Rather questions. So so Loretta and I have curated three questions that we're now going to throw at each other. So Loretta, do you want to kick it off? Happily. Would you rather lip jam off of the toe of a scavenger who has travelled 10,000 miles through land, dirt, sea, or marry your first boyfriend? Sorry, you took me on a journey there. And I was like really excited for this long story and then it was just like, oh, marry your... What was the first one again, sorry? Would you rather lick jam off a scavenger's toe? Yeah. Or marry... I mean, that's my whole life thrown away to my first boyfriend. I don't even know who my first boyfriend is. I don't know if they count or not. Um, I'm going to have to say, if it's one of the boyfriends, then I'd probably marry him. If it's any of the others, then, yeah, I'd lick, lick the toe. <laughs> yeah, that's You're an animal. Right, my question for you. Would you rather be married to a 10 out of 10 person? And what I mean by that is, like, you know, your friends are like, fucking hell, they are hot, he's so cool, or she's so cool, how have you got them? But they've got a really bad personality. Or marry a six... So pretty average with an amazing personality. I would marry the Uggo. Yeah, fair. Always Me marry too. the Uggo. Always marry the Uggo. <laughs> <laughs> Looks fade. <laughs> Wait till your kids hear this podcast in 20 years and they go, What? You thought dad was ugly? <laughs> We're going to be ugly. And then that's when I would push the child down the stairs. Whoa. <laughs> I don't like kids. <laughs> I like mine, yeah. maybe. Would you rather eat the leg of your firstborn child or have your body covered in scabs, which you'd have to eat every day? <laughs> um, I would probably, it's a bit selfish, but take the leg of my firstborn child. Because technology these days is so, is so good that you can, like, look at Oscar Pistorius, like, he had, he had, like, I don't know what they're called, but, like, bio, bionic legs? Yeah, yeah. Or is that the right word? Mm -hmm. And he was, like, living fine. He was able to shoot his, I'm joking, we won't go into that, but so many people that have, like, um, loss of limbs and stuff just live, like, a very normal life, so, yeah, I'm taking that, sorry, I'm not, I'm not eating my own scabs. <laughs> I Maybe agree. ask me if I had kids. Maybe I'll have a different stance. So I agree that people with um, artificial limbs do live fantastic lives, but what kind of mother asked you to eat the leg of your child? 
Oh, I have to eat it. Yes. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Can I cook it? Oh, I'm joking. Roast some chicken tikka masala spices on that bad boy. I'm joking. This is horrific. Let's move on. Would you rather begin every sentence with "Hey, idiot," or end every sentence with "Haha, I was just kidding"? I would start it with "Hey, idiot." <laughs> Can you imagine though? You go meet your CEO of your big company that you work at, and you go, "Hey, idiot." <laughs> It is a big company. It is a big company. You know, one of the very important people at this big company listens to this podcast. So I'm going to go say, hey, idiot. God, I'm never going to say that to her. Please don't fire me. Please, please. <laughs> so your answer is, hey, idiot. Over, haha. I was just kidding. Would you rather go to jail for a year or lose a year of your life because you're dead? 100% lose a year of your life. I could, I would not last one day in jail. I'm fucking delicate as shit. I, I would die. I would, they would. I'd be the one that they pick on. But also, like, I'm such an extrovert that being alone in a cell gives me anxiety thinking about it. Like, I couldn't do longer than. I mean, lockdown's killing me already. So, um, the answer is I would lose a year of my life. I think. But touch wood. I am touching wood. Yeah, but I, mate, I'm not spending a year in jail. Do you see the food they eat? <laughs> That food is nasty. <laughs> I would, I would go to prison happily, then and now I'm gonna die old. I think you could handle it there. I would fucking go crazy, honestly. Man, that's my biggest fear going to prison. Genuinely, that is one of my biggest fears. I think it's a lot of people's fears, and that's why I'm a snitch. Like, if you do something <laughs> illegal around me, just believe I'm calling nine nine nine. I am not going to prison. I do not know you. <laughs> Would you rather be rich and ugly or poor and good looking? <sighs> what is it with you uggos today? Um, good thing I'm both. <laughs> I think I'd actually rather be rich and an uggo. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what? The amount of stuff you can get done to your face now mm. and your body, mm. you wouldn't be ugly for long. Exactly. <laughs> Look at Kim K. <laughs> Or like Chloe, man, she her changes, her face has changed. Not yeah. saying she was ugly before, um, but yeah, the amount of work you get. Even if you look at like Love Island stars, like when they went in, and then like two years later, they just don't look the same. Next, we're going to be doing the Will Smith into our second topic which is around the p word its history its significance and the ignorance around it which i'm going to tell you all now i have had i god help me as i say this chrissy i have said the word i've said the p word not in the recent history of my life but in my life i have said it and i feel no, ashamed I of myself don't believe you haven't to be honest i think everyone has for the context of this podcast or this this part um i'm not going to go into detail of what the word is but basically what a lot of people think is short for pakistani so i i'm not surprised loretta that you have used it before i think everyone that i have ever come across has um and to be honest i'll be honest with you people in the indian community have used it against people that are pakistani so it is yeah it's, it's, the thing is with that word and the reason I wanted to talk about it is because a lot of people are ignorant about it and I think people need to be educated because that is a word 
that is ingrained in our history, like the N word is ingrained in yours. Mm-hmm. Um, the P word, I was looking into it. So, it, I mean, it's a lot more recent. So it's, so it's mainly a British word and it's from kind of the sixties to the seventies. It's first recorded use was in 64 when hostility in Britain to immigration from the colonies was there and it was used by, you know, the far right. And basically the, the reason I want people to know that it's offensive is because I have heard too many people use it and I've heard people use it in a normal context. So like I've, did you know, so many people call the corner shop the pea shop, like I'm not going to use a word, but they call it that. Have you heard that? So I have, and so where I'm from, because again, I know I've got this Queen's English, but I'm from the ends. People from the ends used to call it that, from the east, eastern side of London. Yeah. One time a, a girl at uni said it, and I was shocked, because I'd never heard it. Genuinely, I'd never heard that. And then I was shocked, so, and then she she looked at me and she apologised straight away. And she just said, sorry, every, everyone calls it that back home, like not even in a racist way. And I'm like, okay, well... I mean, it is in a racist way, but yeah, it's just a word. I, so I don't know if you know, but last year I got punched in a club in Brixton, actually, funnily enough, like the most diverse place in London. But I got punched in a club and I got called that word and I took her to court. Uh, long story short, basically, like she got arrested, took her to court. Um, and it was a, it was a pretty tough time for me because I was super anxious about what to do because in my head, I'm like, okay, it's just a word. Like, does this girl deserve to go to, uh, go to court or something for just a word? Like, come on, it's just a word. And then the other part of my head is like, no, no, this word is actually has got so many, so much history to it, which I'll go into in a second. And, and you know what, she'll carry on doing stuff like this. And also it's mm-hmm. the fact that she hit me in the face as well. And I was cut and uh, swollen and, and stuff. So, yeah, it's, so the reason I guess that cut me up so much or when people use that word, it kind of, it feels like a little bit of my soul is being chipped away. Someone using that. And the reason is, is like my, I've grown up where I hear stories, obviously, from my mum and dad about their childhood and growing up. And I, I, I often talk to my dad about, like, oh, how come how come you never went to nightclubs when you were young? And he's like, are you joking? Like, we couldn't go to nightclubs. He's like, they wouldn't let us in. We used to end up going to play pool in, like, a community hall with, it was basically him, a load of gay guys, and a load of black people because <laughs> they were, like, the three that weren't allowed in. Yeah. And he said, like, countless times I've been chased home by people using that word I've been beaten up his my uncle like my granddad wore a turban same mm-hmm. thing then uh, and so people think when they use the argument they go like oh that, that word is just a short term for Pakistani I'm like no mm-hmm. when when they were using it in the 70s they were using it to anyone who was brown they mm-hmm. didn't fucking these racists didn't know whether you were bra- like whether you were Indian Pakistani Bangladeshi uh, Sri Lankan whatever etc mm-hmm. so yeah it's just I don't know it's a um it's just it's a it's a tough one because I know I've always liked the thought like you know sticks and stones can't break my bones but words will never hurt me or something whatever it is but like for some reason that word really just gets me it's, it's just, just uh, yeah I think it's also the fact that like a lot of people don't think it's offensive and I'm like and and I've heard it so many times they've gone you know it's just a short term but I'm like no there's so much history to it that you don't know because I also think like do you ever hear anyone offensively using the n-word against you like no i'm not talking about other black people i'm talking about like you know white people brown people or whatever because i feel like i never hear that word but maybe that's a fact because i'm not black do you ever hear it never have i heard and i'm digging deep in the recesses of my mind here but never have i actually 
do I think someone has actually said the n-word to me to my face maybe it's because sometimes I have an aggressive face I've been told this but um <laughs> no 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 one's ever said it to me you know other black people have said it to each other and when other black people say it again I blocked out a lot of my childhood <laughs> so I could be forgetting some things but even then when black people said it to each other it was it was in terms of endearment I don't agree with saying it but they chose to yeah. but I don't actually ever think a non-black person has ever said oh what's up my n-word like I don't know who would yeah. die for me or them or not even like like I've had it I, I can probably say I've had it maybe like five or six times in my life where someone in a street has shouted the p-word at me angrily mm. like in an offensive way but I was thinking about this because I think with you know like obviously with what's going on with the Black Lives Matter mm. I think in America maybe it happens a lot more use of the n-word I feel like here obviously there's racism to black people but it's more kind of systemic and mm. it's about the system and it's about you know know like police brutality the justice system etc whereas i think here in the uk like most brown people you'll speak to will probably have had someone shout in the street at them that word um or use it when they're angry it's a strange one and i hate the fact that it gets me riled up but it does and i think like the reason the thing that what happened in brixton was tough is because like my dad before i went to uni my dad like sat me down and basically said like look when you go out there are going to be people that won't like you for the color of your skin like they're gonna say stuff to you they're gonna attack you like just be careful he's like be sensible be careful don't get too drunk and you know fight back or whatever and I, I laughed at him this was before uni and I was like dad shut up times are different like this isn't happening anymore mm. and I went through the whole of uni it was fine you know I had the best time and then it's when I moved to London and that happened only last year and that, I think that's what upset me he's like he'd said it for so long and I, I thought he was joking. Like I thought he just was wasn't in touch with the real world. No, this shit still does happen. Mm. And so I just kind of want to get a bit of a little bit more education out around it because I think a lot of people just don't like you know a lot of people do know the history of the N word, right? Like it's a it's well known, mm. it's well known, it's a derogatory term. But with the P word, it's I feel like it's a blurred line for a lot of people. Um, and don't get me wrong, like times are changing, people are changing. I don't know because growing up, I I had a friend who was from Pakistan and. She she had this argument. She just went, I just don't understand why the why the p word is is offensive. It's just short for Pakistani. So even she thought it, and you know, and I we all knew it was a derogatory term. And like I even said to her, I'm I'm never gonna say this word. And she just went, but why? It's just short for this. I'm thinking, sis, I am never gonna say this word. And lo and behold, I I have said it loosely, which I'm very ashamed of. But. I think there's a lot of that that comes through. I think a lot of people just think, oh, yeah, it's short for Pakistani. And I was someone who I was literally told that from someone from Pakistan. And I think there's just this huge lack of education about so many different things, not just in the UK, but I think about everything. And I guess there's also that argument of, you know, you can't know absolutely everything. But I think if you're going to shoot around the word, give it a quick Google first, you know, you know. Check your, check your saying the right thing. And yeah. your point about the racism in the UK, I, I do agree that it's, it's very, it can be very subtle. So I'm from a place where it was a little bit more blatant. You know, I, I see Leah and, you know, Amy posting up on Facebook their wild views. Whereas I think what I've experienced has been a lot 
it's had a positive spin to it you know i've had people go like this this girl she, she was brown came up to me and went oh don't you think i've got a black girl's ass and i went oh god jehovah <laughs> i was like hey zeus take the wheel <laughs> because <laughs> and she was saying it with with confidence and pride in front of a black person i just couldn't un and do you know what it was it's because she had seen it as such a compliment she'd our bodies were so hypersexualized and you know she wanted to take the best elements you know oh i've got a black you could have just said i have a big bum and okay well done you bang you bang out the gym i bang out the gym too but she had to go and say this derogatory thing of oh don't you think i've got such a black girl's art it's because people were telling her this people were feeding into this narrative so i think in the uk it is a lot it is a lot softer in quotation marks mm. but also i think i've learned a lot about the history of the p words because even though i don't say it because i just go oh no that's that's not the like bruv nope i think this is very important i think people need to know that i think words can hurt words are painful you know if they weren't painful people wouldn't say them and i also think there should be an onerous on ourselves to make sure that if we're going to use a particular term to address anything whether it be a person or a particular type of store this shouldn't be you should go and educate yourself yeah yeah i agree with you yeah hopefully i mean like i said we say times are changing people are changing 2020 has been a fucking stupid year um so yeah all we can do is hope and i think people are getting better and that's all i have to say so our final topic something that's been kind of it's been coming up a lot on my timeline basically is this model minority complex and i'll explain it to you what the definition is so the model minority is a myth based on stereotypes so it perpetuates a narrative in which, for example, uh, Asian children are whiz kids or musical geniuses. So more kind of, I guess, the kind of whiz kids or let's say like mathematical geniuses, you know, that might be more Far East Asia, like Chinese origin, etc. But, you know, with with the Indian communities often like, you know, doctors, you, your parents push you to be doctors or dentists. So it's it's the model minority complex. It sort of stems into what's going on with Black Lives Matter because I've been seeing it on the timeline in that like as minorities we're not sticking together because we've been taught this narrative that we're the model minority and we've been taught, you know, we've come all come to this country and we've come, you know, doctors, dentists, lawyers, engineers, IT professionals, etc. And it's sort of like taking basically a moral high ground on, you know, other minorities, i.e. the black community. So, yeah, I guess, Loretta, what are your thoughts on it? This is not tricky. That's not the word I'm going to use. I I think, I don't know if I want to go as far as and, and call it racism. Do you know what I'm going to? I think racism can be harder to identify and justify when people are placing a positive spin on it. For example, I think about myself as a kid and, you know, stereotypically, the people who sat in set one for maths were were Asian. They were Asian and they were white. Sorry to my homies, but there weren't a lot of black people in the top set. We're not going to get into why, because that's, that's a podcast for another day. And I think when people put a positive spin on things, for example, you know, Asians being with kids, you know, becoming a doctor, lawyer, engineer, it's harder for you to identify that you're being oppressed. 
And it's a similar thing with what I was talking about in, you know, in the last segment about how someone came up to me and said, oh, don't you think I've got a black girl's ass? And she just, she honest to God thought it was a compliment. She, she couldn't see a single thing wrong with what she was saying. And I think I'm actually someone who is waking up. That's why I use the word, the term groggy. I'm actually waking up to a lot of, you know, very questionable things that people have said to me, but then they've put such a positive flair you know they've added nutritional yeast and I've gone oh yeah that's fine and then I kind of think back or someone else sometimes a white person who is more alert than me will go that's not okay and I'll go shit no it isn't yeah the model minority myth sort of erases any sort of diversity within these cultures firstly um, so it's sort of like, oh, now this is the uh, route you have to take. Um, and if you don't, you know, you're kind of shamed for it. Um, I know people that like are Asian who've done maybe gone into like more the arts or something, and it's sort of been like a joke, or people have laughed at it and stuff. But also when it comes to like, for example, Black Lives Matter, it just doesn't make sense how you cannot back a cause like that when you know what it's like as a minority to face prejudice. Um, similarly to what we spoke about in the episode. Uh, about LGBT communities and and how they often are faced with a lot of prejudice from people in the BAME community. So it's something that needs to change. Like it's something that as parents and then, you know, as we grow up, the future generation will teach our kids. Like there isn't this set box. I know like, for example, with like Indian parents, like there isn't this set box that your kids will have to be really good at school and excel and then go and become doctors etc like obviously great if they want to but it shouldn't be rammed down their throat and I think like a lot of people yeah need to to accept that like if we don't have this diversity within our cultures we're just basically a stereotype that's all we are yeah and I also think it's really bad to have this high ground of of oh but our minority is better than yours I mean it just doesn't make sense to me and I, I think it's very prevalent in, in so many different minority groups. I'm So on my Facebook, someone added me to this group of, it's essentially called Black-Owned Businesses. And I think it can be an incredible platform because it's, one, opening my eyes to a lot of products that, you know, are Afro-Caribbean in, in what they're presenting, but they're, they're owned by white people. You know, a, a white person's come up with that idea. And I think what this group... I, I thought was trying to promote was essentially that, you know, here's a small business, here's a smaller business who is backed by someone who is from black community that you can support as opposed to going to Amazon or Walmart. We don't have Walmart in this country, but I'm trying to be cosmopolitan. And I saw a comment today and essentially someone was advertising um, African culture shower curtains they were beautiful and someone had put in the kind of in the description you know hashtag black lives matter and someone then commented going oh did you know that uh black lives matter was started by black lesbians again i don't actually know if this is true this is what this person is saying and they went you know it's started by by black lesbians you know who who don't uplift black men only only gay and transgender men which i think is ridiculous so you should not be using the Black Lives Matter hashtag. And I went, how have you taken something so pure and made it into a hate thing? And there's yeah. this tension. I d and it's it happens again, even in between the LGBTQI plus community, like lesbians thinking bisexuals aren't, aren't the shit. 
lesbians and bisexual women thinking trans women shouldn't be part of them and there's this tension everywhere and i just think it's ridiculous we should all just stand together and just fight the man collectively why are we fighting each other yeah yeah it's interesting what you said about the black-owned businesses because I've been seeing that popping off a lot because mm. actually someone's Insta story today, I'm looking at it now, Cantu Shea Butter, I don't know if you know Cantu, must be, I, I don't know, but it must be like a, a brand I think aimed at like Afro-Caribbean people because it's, um, it's like hair, curl activator cream, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's throwing them all away because he found that they're owned by a white person. Now, I don't know how I stand on that because I get this, it kind of stems into like cultural appropriation. Also, it kind of goes back to what we said about the artists and stuff. Like if you like the product, are you going to stop using it because of that? I don't know. What's your stance on that, actually? I think here is where it becomes a little bit complicated because I understand it from a from a capitalist perspective. It's It's why I don't, it's why I typically don't buy things from Amazon when I try not to, just because of the whole heap of shit that goes along with that. So I get it from that perspective of maybe you don't want to be putting money into the man's pocket. But I think if it's coming down to, you know, this was a brand that you loved. And just because you found out that it's owned by Gary and not Tunde, I don't know if you should be throwing them in the bin, you know. I think if you've kind of said, oh, I've actually found another brand which is owned by, you know, a, a Dilly and, you know, I prefer it, then cool. Throw out Gary's brand. But if you're throwing it out just because he's white, uh, I think we start to walk into this territory of... One thing I actually really want to say is pro-black should not mean anti-white. And I think that's a... I've, I've seen that around a lot. And if anyone tries to shoot you that shit, that, oh, forget the white man, I'm sorry, they're cancelled. They're actually cancelled. Because I, I had a flatmate who was, quote-unquote, pro-black, and she she literally said... If my beautiful chocolate daughter comes home with a white man, I failed as a parent. I went, this is where problems begin. Because this should not be about hating the white man. It should be about uplifting ourselves. No, I agree with you completely. I think it yeah, it needs to change. We can't keep selling to people that they are meant to be to follow a certain path. Um, and that goes for all races, like you said. It's just it's harmful for the struggles of of racial justice mm. i just think that as people whether you're sanjeev cormac connor whoever you are i think we should just we shouldn't be fighting each other we should just be fighting the oppressor and the oppressor does not have a color but he does have a tax bracket might drop yeah wow amazing good evening buenos tardes buenos dias breakfast eggs and bacon i hope you guys have enjoyed episode seven didn't think we'd make it this far did you but here we are you know we made it we made it episode seven can you imagine we just on a whim well not really on a whim but we were like fuck it let's do this podcast and now we're on episode seven with Mm. like three million followers on instagram is mental honestly i actually cannot believe how many listeners we're getting every week 250,000 last week. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) It just makes, it makes me doing the sound editing, which takes me about eight hours and, you know, doing all the marketing. It really makes it worth it with the amount of, amount of feedback we get and, you know, love and support. So, um, 
Yeah, thank you to yeah. like the millions of people that are listening. Yeah, honestly, please keep telling your friends. I'm begging you, please. We need money. <laughs> if you want an autograph, guys, just DM us. Honestly. You'll be one of the first first ten to ever have our autographs. When we make it big, you'll regret not taking our offer on that. And best believe we are going to make it big, you know. We're going to start hitting up Jamila Jamil, and that's when we're in business. Yes, we are. Jamila, if you're listening, please tell your friends. Please, especially that, that cutie, James Blake. Oh, yeah, I've got there together. Yeah, they are. Cute. Cutie. So, kids, that's all we've got time for this week. You know, drop us an email. Chrissy, do you want to tell everyone what the email is? I can't remember it. <laughs> are, are you okay? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course I remember it. Blasianradio at gmail.com. And one day we'll be famous enough to have an app, blasianradio.com. <laughs> but right now we're both technically challenged with that. So it's right now with Gmail. But one day it will be our own. We'll buy the You'll domain. See. Yeah, we need to. My mum actually said we should trademark Blasian as if like no one's ever coined it for. To be fair, I had that thought in my head, Blasian. One day I had a dream and it came to me. So really? Maybe I am people, the only Not people ask me, why is it called Blasian? I was like, oh, come on, turn your lights on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, drop us an email. Have a uh, have a lovely week, everyone, and wash your hands. Please, I'd like to go outside soon. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.